Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Welcome back to The Dwell Podcast, everybody. It's your host, Natalie Abbott. And today, uh, we got Easter coming up soon, and we are going to talk about that idea. Uh, We're going to be talking about Good Friday. We're going to be talking about Jesus's sacrifice on our behalf. That's what we celebrate at Easter. We celebrate his death and his resurrection. Um, And so the verse that we are talking through for the month of March is, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. It's from Isaiah 53.5. And for those of you who are memorizing along with us, I hope that this has started to really sink in, that you've really been contemplating what does it mean that Jesus bought our peace for us and and just the huge, the price of that. Um, And so we're going to be talking about that today. And on the episode today, we have Pastor Curtis Gilbert. Um, He's a pastor at the Journey St. Louis, where Vera, my sister, goes to church. And if you didn't listen to the last episode, go back and listen to that episode. It is fun and funny and good, and you just get to know him a little bit. So uh, just welcome, Pastor Curtis. We're so glad to have you back on again. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So honored to be here. Yeah. And also, I just have to say, like, the Easter story that you were telling us about his family, it was so good. It was so good. Just, they are, they're a wild bunch over there we at Easter. Are, we are, we are, we are So, wild. even though you might in your mind be thinking, like, Pastor Curtis, he's probably stuffy because he's a pastor. Uh, he is for sure not, I can uh, guarantee. I <laughs> so, so, we have Easter coming up. And I, you know, Easter is kind of one of those holidays where I think Christmas people know, oh, that's when Jesus was born. But sometimes people don't even realize, like, that's when we celebrate as Christians the death of Jesus on our behalf and his uh, resurrection um, that he he took his life back up again. And that that was our victory. Right. He won. He won over death on our behalf. He won us life. So my kids have this thing, though, with Good Friday. They have they have this issue where they always want to call it Black Friday. Yeah. And yep. I'm like, no, 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 no. Black Friday <laughs> is the day after Thanksgiving. Every year I have to explain it to them. And then they always want to call Black Friday Good Friday. They get all yeah. confused. And they're like, well, why do they call it Good Friday if yeah. it's if it's the day that Jesus died? Like, shouldn't they call it Black Friday? And I'm like, you know. You got something there. Like, no wonder you're confused by this. So, um, Pastor Curtis, why do we call it Good Friday? Man, that is a a great question, and I love that your kids are are, are wrestling through that. I do think that that, that everyone at least should ask that question, why is it good? And I think at at the bottom of it all is, you know, we define it as good, uh, both by what happened and what it uh, produced. Like, what what's the end result coming out of that Friday? Um, and and when you look at the Bible, like, you know, your, your kid's calling it, uh, you know, want to call it Black Friday. It's like, you know, there is some truth to that day when Jesus died. Like, if you look at it in the Bible, it was a very dark 
and weighty day, even in the text mm-hmm. that we're that we're memorizing, like God does not hold back with the weighty words that He applies to what happened to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what makes it good is that one, Jesus willingly did it, but He willingly did it for a purpose that we um, have been separated from God because of our sin, and that we, you know, even even with later in Isaiah fifty three, it just says we. Are like sheep who have gone astray, and so we there's this deep chasm and problem that we all have, even if we're not aware of it. Um, mm. And that problem needs to be solved. And even when we have a, we might have a quote unquote good life uh, on the surface, but if that if that deep chasm is not addressed, then that's an issue that still resides. Mm. Um, and and what Jesus did um, on the cross is he on the cross solved that issue that we could not solve it on our own. Uh, sin mm-hmm. must result in death. It must result in estrangement and punishment. We all have a choice. Do we fix it in our good behavior? Do we fix it in the morality? Do we fix it um, in trying to do good? And God will always say the, the chasm is too wide. The issue is too big. Uh, but I won't leave you to your own means and measure. I will send my son, um, my eternal son, who will willingly do that for you. And so when we celebrate Good Friday, what we're celebrating is the, the Son of God, the perfect one, was willing to go on the cross to take upon himself all of our failure, our sin, our rebellion, our, rel, uh, our running, our pride, our yelling at our kids, our kicking the dog, all these things mm-hmm. upon himself. So that when we go through the cross, you know what we get? Forgiveness, grace, and mercy. Now, isn't that good? Yeah. That's why we call it Good Friday. Amen. Yes. That is so good. You know, it's it's interesting. Um, one of the things, you know, we do, we read things with our kids uh, in the Bible or little devotionals or whatever. And one of the things that um, my husband always likes to point out is sometimes we, we want to dwell on the forgiveness that we receive, which is true, you know, that we receive forgiveness. But um, we forget that the other thing we receive is, is Jesus's own yes. righteousness. Yes. Like, and even like it, when you were telling um, in the last episode, you were talking about your own story um, and how you tried and tried and tried to be good and to do the good things. And you, you're living in your own efforts, right? That there is a freedom that comes for the Christian yeah. because yeah. we don't we aren't relying on our efforts. We're not. Yep. You know, we're relying on the efforts of Jesus. So I think you're right. I mean, that is that is reason to celebrate. Um, but like, so when you have a Good Friday service, for instance, um, what does that service feel like? Does it feel like a celebration or does it feel more like a somber moment? <laughs> you know, that's a great question. You know, um, as a church, I think we have been on a journey of what should that tone look like? Mm-hmm. I would say it's not always a consistent tone. I would say that there are times where it's overwhelmingly somber. And part of it really is to recreate the moment that that happened. See, we understand Good Friday and the cross past Easter, but they didn't. So, right. so the, fro- the cross was overwhelming and they lost hope. And so there's times when we'll try to create a mood to allow our people to actually experience what did it feel like in that moment when you did not know what was going to come. Um, but then other times, uh, and I would say I've, I've just I've strongly encouraged this, is that even when we do that, we we have to at least end with um, the reality of hope in that. Because um, 
the way I frame it, even I remember we were planning a service and I said, we celebrate Good Friday through the lens of Easter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because of that, we're not se- celebrating it separate from the resurrection. It's a package deal. And so at, there, at some point, we need to be lifting our, our eyes and our hands to saying, thank you, Jesus, for dying for us. And thank you for the victory you have said. And so there should be at some point a moment of, of celebration, even in Good Friday. Yeah. Jesus didn't stay on that cross forever. He did not. Yeah, he did not stay. So, yeah, so often, yeah, there, there's a there's a, a mixture of both. So one of the things that you said is, you know, that we all we all have sin, right? And how how does a person, like, say there's somebody who's listening right now yeah. who, who this is maybe a little new to or, like, maybe they've known it for a long time, like you were saying in your testimony, like, you grew up in the church, um, and it took a while, right? Yeah. But how do you go personally from being the person who's accountable for your sin, from living in your own efforts, even maybe trying to please God, to a place where you you say, no, I want that peace. I want to be healed, and I can't do this on my own. I need him to to be the one who pays for it. I need his righteousness. I need his wholeness. So how does a person go from that place to a place where they have that peace? Man, that's a great question. Um, I would say that one of the gifts that the Lord will give you is uh, the ability to to see the, the the true state of where you're at. And so some of us, one of the gifts that God may be giving you, one of the gifts he gave me was uh, the ability to truly see uh, I'm trying to be good when I'm really not good. Mm. I'm trying to solve issues. And so one of the things that he, and I, ca- I call it a gift, is you know, if, you're, if you're having that deep sense that something's not right, Something's not computing at a, at a deeper level. First, don't run from it. Don't cover it up. Pay attention to it. Sit in that and face that reality. What comes after you face that reality is two. Once you are honest with, there is something wrong and I can't fix it. I am a sinner and I need to be saved. One, then you turn to, from honestly, then you turn to, well, who can, who is that solution? Hmm. And I would say, you then turn to Jesus. And let me just tell you, if you never heard it, let me just tell you right now. Like Jesus, no doubt, is that solution. He is the person who died so that you experience forgiveness, peace, and wholeness to solve that deeper point. So you look to him, and then you just confess, Lord, you are right. Right. Like we talk about confession or big word repentance. All that is, is just agreeing with God, telling the truth. God, you're right. Something is wrong. I tried to fix it and I can't. But you solved it by sending your son. So, Lord, I ask that you would take all that I am sin and give me all that Jesus is his perfect, his perfection, his forgiveness and his grace. And when you confess that. And then the Lord open, swings open the door, allows you to walk in and experience the joy of being his child. Um, but oftentimes, it's not done just simply in the privacy. Um, though it's a personal decision, I would encourage you to talk to somebody mm-hmm. um, and, and, and walk through those steps with them, being honest, asking. Um, if you don't know a Christian... Um, if you're listening to this, you are definitely connected to some Christians like the, the host on, the, on this podcast and mm-hmm. ask them to help you understand and walk through those things. But it is simple steps of going from point A to B. It just starts with honesty, confession and embracing Jesus. 
Yeah, it, that reminds me um, what you're saying about honesty. Like we we literally just last night were talking with our kids after dinner. We had this little um, book that we've been reading through, and it it was talking about um, our sin and how you know you just put one worm in your ice cream cone and that's it. Nobody wants to eat that ice cream cone, (laughs) you know. Um, But the point being that sometimes we are just unfamiliar with ourselves or we we've you know we've snowed our own selves we've lied to our own selves and and i was reminded of uh, when paul who is you know one of the writers of the new testament definitely just a, a faithful amazing person for the gospel he says of himself i am the worst of sinners and i asked my kids i was like how do you think he could say that and they were like well i don't you know they were kind of um, grasping around and then my oldest son was like you know it's because he knows himself the best yes and I think that's that's where you've got to start with is yep. is really know yourself the best and be able to say yeah truthfully my motivation is wrong here or yep. you know I'm I'm judging people quietly in my mind or yep. whatever it is and when you come to that place where you're like yeah that it's true I, what th- then? What do you do? How do you fix it? Like Pastor Curtis said, how do you fix that problem? Who's going to fix that problem for you? That's awesome. I'd say the answer is Jesus, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and that's what I you know, like you said, I, I always tell people is like, least do the hard work of being honest, right? Like we live in a time when people don't want to be honest with themselves and about themselves. Because yeah, if you're honest, sure. then that that compels you to at least answer the question. Yeah, I think we live in a time when not only are we not honest with ourselves, but we have a we have a society that tells us that, you know, all of the goodness and all of the things that we need are yes. deep inside of us. Like, believe in you. Yep. You know, I believe yep. in me and I can do anything. And, <laughs> yep. you know, and and some somewhat that message is a good message. Like we, we want to have confidence. You know, we want to be people who aren't, you know, afraid to try things. But the inherent um, state of our souls is not a state of goodness. Yep. So we got to get so to that true. place. We got to get to that place. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we are running out of time. Um, but I just really thank you, Pastor Curtis, for kind of leading us through like, what does it mean to get to a place of honesty before Jesus? I just feel like we all need to hear that. Even those of us who are believers, like yeah. it's convicting. We need to be in a constant state of honesty before God and allowing him to take our sins away from us and to help us walk in righteousness. Yep. Thank you so much, Pastor Curtis. Okay, and we have you. got one more episode left with you. Um, right. I am excited because I, I there's some other things I want to talk about. So yes, I got more did. I got more questions for you. All right, come on. <laughs> come on now. <laughs> so join us again on our next episode. And if you didn't listen to the last one, you gotta go back and listen to it. Uh, anyhow, thank you so much, Pastor Curtis. Thank you. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.